Playoff time is when things start getting serious on the court. Players are more driven than ever to win these big games and keep advancing. Goodyear knows all about being more driven, too. Working hard to help you advance on and off the road. Let Goodyear.com help you choose what's best. Rough today. <laughs> the shorts of California. I grew up at Disney. I grew up at Disney World. I'm jolly old St. Nick. I grew up at Disney World. <laughs> Oh my god. So, here's the di- so here's the difference between um the the four people on this pod right now. <laughs> Three are currently Vegas uh affected. <laughs> Me last night, I didn't even, you know, I had a there's a party next door to my No way. From 3 a.m. until 6:45. Oh no. <laughs> I was that person who called security twice. Oh. <laughs> Yes. Welcome into the Hoop Collective from Las Vegas, Nevada and the 2018 Summer League. <laughs> and as I'm looking at my my colleagues and friends hurting no, right now. Hold on. I- you you did not clarify which league Summer League. Is this the MLB Summer League? Wait. Is this the JBL Summer League? Shut up. <laughs> the people are confused. This is called the Hoop Collective. Cassidy, is it the college basketball summer league? You, the people are confused. They click so on the link. So you wanted me to go welcome into the yeah. Hoop Collective, Las Vegas, Nevada, Look. the 2018 NBA Summer League. The laugh you hear. That's Nick Fidel. Hello. Jolly old Saint Nick. And then, oh, are we going to have his, are going to put in his, uh, music? Yeah, set him up. Yeah. Yeah, set him up and then. How um, do I put, how do I say? And from Las Vegas, Nevada, it's Bam McMahon. No, I go last because you gotta have the theme. So do you, you guys, are, you are this is like this is like the wrestler when you say from parts unknown. Oh, me. Oh yeah. Pause for my theme song. This is going to be a messy pod. If you, what, what day is it at Summer League right now? It's day seven. Is it, is oh no, uh, day, day six. six. Yeah, we got here. Day on six. Yeah. And Amin and and Nick look all look like, all the every bit of day six in Las Vegas right now. It's been a long journey. <laughs> it's coming to a close for me though. This is my farewell song. You and Zach from Vegas. Levine made up. Uh, yeah, yeah. How many battles did you get into out here? Does anybody in Chicago like you? I, I, I wonder about that I a lot. I tell you, I have to go to battle with my dad a couple times about you. No! <laughs> Nick, and I'm, I ride or die, though. I'm like, oh. <laughs> my, my, oh. dad, my dad's like, what is your friend Nick Friedel saying? I go, Dad, he's great. Don't. Talk about Nick. Oh, so man. you lied to your dad? Oh my god! <laughs> Look, hey, whatever happens with Levine, we'll see. He got paid. Congrats to him. I would not have matched it if I were the Bulls. But I'll tell you this, guys: the one name that I have heard repeatedly out here in Vegas is Wendell Carter Jr. Ooh. 
Uh, and Kevin Knox. And Kevin and Knox. Kevin Knox, man. Sure. We're going to have to have a whole separate New York Knicks pod because <laughs> I'm in a, and I'm not, I don't want to derail. I want to go in the direction you're going in, but I, I'm in a group chat with a bunch of my friends who are from New York. And when I tell you this is like mm. the Knicks won the title, like just this summer league, it is, and I don't, I'm not talking about summer league title. I'm talking about the Knicks won the NBA title. <laughs> it's everything. Kevin Knox is the goat. Mitchell Robinson is the next, you know, Amari Stoudemire. Uh, man, there were Troy Williams is getting love in the group chat, man. While we're on this Knicks topic, I have to tell this story because it was hysterical in the moment. Uh, Mr. Han sent me in place of our friend Ian Begley uh, to the Steve Mills. Uh, and uh, Scott Perry press conference yesterday for Hazonia's introduction to the New York media that was here in Vegas. Well, let me let me try to set this up. There's a long table in this meeting room. On one side, uh, you've got Scott Perry and Steve Mills. On the other side, it's me and the rest of the Knicks beat writers. And so they go through all the Hazonia questions, and then we get to Porzingis. Is he a part of the core? Going to give him a contract extension offer, and they're trying to deflect a little bit. Well, so <laughs> I see it about eight, nine minutes in is my chance to say, well, guys, what's going on with you and Joakim Noah? I, I, <laughs> I shit you not, there was about a five-second pause in between <laughs> when, Fire starter. When, when they could have said anything and they just sit there and they're like, and I, the, there was so much like tension within the table that I, of course, just started laughing. <laughs> oh my God. I, I was cracking up. And the, a, a big Fredell laugh, like, like, like head back. I was trying to hold it and it made it worse. But anyway, so I'm trying to figure out what's going on with Noah. And they, <laughs> I think Scott Perry finally said, uh, he's a member of our team. Uh-huh. That, that was how yeah. it started. And then somebody. We still have to pay him, damn it. Somebody goes, is he a member in good standing? And he said, well, he's a member of our team. <laughs> and so it was just so awkward. And my, my pal next to me, he looks over, he goes, dude, that was awesome. <laughs> That's why they pay you the big bucks. You but gotta the, ask the hard questions. But I'll be and laugh. <laughs> and laugh. He's paid for his laugh. That's right. Per laugh. He's paid per laugh. Oh, he'd be rich. <laughs> now, I, it's funny because you would think they would have prepped for something like that. At one point, somewhere along the line, someone's going to ask us about Joe Kim Noah this summer. Mm-hmm. We better have a canned answer that's ready to go. Ready to roll. Uh, I guess that was one. Uh, that... A little better than he's a member of our team. Yeah. <laughs> well, after a long well, pa- after a, a pause. He's an American citizen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he did spend some time in France. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he oh. lives on Earth. So, so yeah, that was my experience on the. They're Nick caught up. They're caught up in the Kevin Knox hype up too. Oh, yeah. Who, oh, by yeah. the way, he's. I mean, I've oh. talked to him a couple of times. He's great. I haven't talked to him, but I've seen the guy play, and man, I ain't gonna lie. First time I saw it, it was his first bucket, like in the first minute of his summer league debut. That dude at six foot nine gets it, like blows by everybody down the floor, goes up. Throws it down with two hands in transition. I was just like, "Oh my god!" I I don't blame Knicks fans for being fired up about that kid. I want to talk more about Dotson and like this is what's going on in my in my group chat. Like the names, they're going deep cuts. Oh, on every, yeah, they're getting excited about every everybody, everybody. I feel like 
we should have a rule. We don't discuss undrafted players unless they actually make the team. Unless they have a contract. 25-plus in a preseason game. Doesn't matter. So you, not someone. you got to be like at least a preseason game. No, but we're starved, and we're out here in Vegas, and we're trying to get excited, you know, and it's it's fun to get caught up. We'll forget about it once we once we right. leave, and preseason well, starts. we got to entertain ourselves within 20 million Fran, days we're here. Fran Fraschilla had the, the tweet of Summer League. It was like the second day, and he said just someone was blowing up, and he said, just remember, in 2012, Draymond Green averaged seven points on 28% shooting. Mm-hmm. The MVP of Summer League was Glenn Rice Jr., Wow. Denzel Valentine was the MVP of Summer League two years ago. Josh Selby. No disrespect, Denzel. That, that, that's a that that. Did, did you hear the sad Bulls fan voice there? <laughs> she she wanted to go positive, but that was like, well, I've watched the last few years, and uh, yeah. I mean, Kyle Kuzma was the MVP last year, so or and the actually, finals, yeah. and then Lonzo. Well, let, let's talk about let's for the wait. One more thing on the Knicks, though. Oh, more Knicks, okay. Just last thing. Just to tell you, because this is pro-Lakers crowd here in Vegas. And so last night, the Lakers played the Knicks. They pretty much handled them, except for that third quarter. Right. And the Knicks had the run. And the fact that the crowd, like, turned right. and, and was pro-Kevin Knox and the Knicks just shows you how excited people are about Ooh. it. Because it was, a, I mean, it was like 75% Lakers fans. But If I can change. You can change. Everybody can change. And how many more games Thank is Josh Hart going to be playing? Because um, the man doesn't need to be. Oh no, yeah, jo- yeah, no, jo- Josh. The, that's the funny thing about summer league when you see the guys who a year ago were unsure of themselves, or whatever, and you, they come back the next year. It's like, oh yeah, you don't need to be here. So he's got that. Bam out of bio's got that look. Uh, who else is? Uh, all the Celtics guys. Their entire team is like second year players. Uh, I can't. I always. OG and Anobi. Yes. He shouldn't have played in the first place. I know. I know he was. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. But what's really sad is when you see like the third year guy. Oh, uh, yeah. That's. I mean, like. Dragon Bender's kind of a sad case. A third year number four <laughs> overall pick, and you know you look up midway through the second quarter and he's scoreless, and you're like, oh boy. No, let me tell you what's sad, Mr. McMahon. I watched that Bulls game Those yesterday. Shorts? The pink shorts are awesome, by the way. I, what's sad is behind the Bulls bench yesterday, <laughs> Chris Felicio campaigned and Robin Lopez in a Seattle Moose jersey, the mascot. Was campaign dancing? No. Are you against team camaraderie? No, team camaraderie is great, but when you have two guys that should be on the summer league floor who are, who are sitting on the bench because they feel they're past that, that threshold of not having to do it anymore. Like the, they're in the scene seats. Exactly. Like, oh, those guys. You're like, come on now. I, I saw Cristiano and I didn't know it was him. I said, like, who's this Cristiano Felicio looking at? <laughs> like, That's literally what I said. And then, cause he was standing, you know, how, uh, at the back wall of Cox. It, like it's an insult. <laughs> no, it was just, yeah, exactly. Like I did the Shaq thing where you just like say what you, what the person looks like, but. But he was leaning against the back wall of Cox over there with, you know, behind the, where the media people sit on those yeah, risers. Bad spot to be if you have a hangover. Very claustrophobic. Oh, my God. And when, what if you're like... That's not from experience, <laughs> you know, but I've heard. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, what is this guy? And then, like, literally, like, 40 minutes later, he's on the bench. Like, oh, it is him. Uh, what? No what wonder he looks like him. Yeah, yeah. But uh I thought you were going to talk about the, the bull super fan who's sitting right behind oh, the bench. Oh, in my ear. That guy would shut not up shut up, man. For 40, <laughs> 40 minutes. Of, it was hyped about Wendell. Of Summer League. I hyped about everything. Everybody. Everything. Everybody and everything. But I won't lie. 
because summer league is weird, right? It's it's it can be raucous and very loud, and then there are moments where it's quiet and yeah. you can hear everything. And so there was a, I was watching Hawks Bulls, and there's a uh, I can't remember who went to the free throw line. It wasn't Trey Young. It was one of the one of the guys that we won't speak of according to uh-huh. Ban's rules. And the guy says, "Oh, there's no chance he's gonna make these." Like and it was loud and everybody heard and the kid went up and missed the first free throw oh. and I couldn't help it I started laughing loud like it just ringing echoing across the gym but it's, but you know that's that's summer league that's summer league I'll, I'll I'll never forget one of my favorite summer league stories this was oof one was ten years ago uh I, I'm not gonna name names but uh you could probably do the math there's a player that we had on our team who was a very good player in the NBA now and is. Then girlfriend, now his wife, was there to watch the games. And so we were playing against the Clippers, and this is when the Clippers had nothing good going on in their lives. So it was Clipper Darrell would come out with like a thousand Clipper fans. All By the way, he was red. here in Clippers gear. Yeah. So he hasn't. He hasn't. Oh, turned, what, he hasn't but back then, the so back then, so back in the days, the big games they'd put in, in Cox because they wanted the gym look full because at Thomas yeah. and Mac. It was just. There have been better games in Cox this year. No, I'm, well, I'm just saying when they schedule, right? Now, like, see, Lakers Knicks would never be in, in Cox now. Cause right. they know right. there are going to be a bunch of people here. Yeah. So, but back then, that was, you know, you, you, you put the good games in Cox and you put the ones that you don't care what the crowd looks like. Cause it won't look good. But the Clippers and, and Clipper Darrell will come through in those center straights, as they call them. Those sections were full of people in red. So, he does his Clipper Daryl thing. Here we go, Clippers. Here we go. And they do the chant and everything. You know, he does it three times and then he's quiet. But it's Thomas and Mac, so it's, it gets super quiet. And uh the then girlfriend, now wife, stands up and says, "Sit the, <laughs> sit the f- down and shut the f- up." And it's loud. And everybody, everybody, the refs, the players, the benches, the coaches, everyone just turns around and looks up and they all see me. I'm like, I, what do you, what do you want me to do? <laughs> it's, it's, it's changed since then, but you still get those pockets of was silence. Was it a day game or was it at night? It was probably the 5.30 game. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why that mattered, but it's no, just yeah. like in the, in the morning of a, a Vegas day. Um, okay. So what I wanted to ask you guys, does this feel like a longer summer league than because we still have a whole entire week left. You do. We I uh, know Nick <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> Manana. You know. What? Oh my God! All of you guys are gone. Yep. We didn't pack ten pairs of sneakers. There you go. And Han, are you gone too? Oh my God! What? Here's the thing about summer Why did you pants? So are all the that. players. <laughs> Everyone. That's the deal. Seriously, the longer you're in the summer league, it's the worse the basketball gets. They shut down the good, you know, like if you're a good second year guy, you're only going to play a couple games. And people have been getting nicked up left and right. Yeah, people are getting nicked up. And, it's not, you know, it's, it's not, not about quite that. an AAU schedule, but these guys are it, playing like at least, you know, two games every three days. They, you know, it's get, they get tired, it gets sloppier. So the biggest, the biggest thing was when they switched from you just play five games, this is your five game schedule, you're in, you're out of Vegas to, hey, now we have a tournament that happens. Is used to be able to schedule, so uh, you would get, you know, they tell you, okay, you're going to be probably front loaded a little bit. Your first game's Friday, second game's Sunday, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or something like that. You're done by, so you'll be here from Friday to Thursday, or whatever, or you might be on the back half or so. They, they used to schedule like that, but once you go to playoffs, everyone's guaranteed to play five games. You get yeah. your three round robin games, then you get their playoff games. You start today, yep. 
uh, well, uh, today as, as of recording. Wednesday. Um, and then, uh, and then if you lose, you play in the loser's bracket, get one more game. So you still get your five games. But yeah, the loser's bracket, when, when I had to do those games, those were yeah, rough there, sitting. some serious motivation but, there. But here's the thing, though. So it's no longer can you book your flight if you're a team. You don't know how much winning you're going to do. And so I was talking to a buddy of mine, and I said, how's it going? He's like, oh, terrible. We just keep winning. No, that's exactly what – no, an unnamed um, uh, assistant coach go up to him like, uh, how you guys are doing? Uh, we lost both games, so we're up 2-0. Yeah, like that, because you know everyone thinks, oh, it's Vegas. It's yes, it's the Vegas. Wins don't matter. They want to see their guys. They're going to get the run. And you get that three games Warren, in. You get so Warren Legarry is not listening to this, right? Hey, he, look, they got great crowds out there. He's happy. Yeah, I mean, really, like, so I've been doing it three years now. You're like the the king of summer league, right. so you've seen the growth. I've seen it. I've seen I it. Mean, like last I said. year was three years though, right? But that's the difference. You were saying, why is it a little different this year? 30 teams. 30 teams, but... 82 games were broadcasting, by the way. To me, it's the Lonzo effect. Because we were all out here last year, and that place was filled Mm -hmm. and rocking, especially for those Lakers games. And there were more people in general. I still remember last year, the Ball family gets out of a car, and LeVar and LiAngelo and all these people are walking through the corridor onto the floor. And they walked in, and the sellout crowd was going bonkers. LeVar probably didn't appreciate that at all. Oh, no. No, not yet. Guys, guys. I'm I'm just just a dad. I'm just a dad. I want to watch my son play, guys. I want to watch my son play. (laughs) Nothing else. He had his own VIP, like, seating area. Yes. And so... Uh, you know how many times I had to interview and ask about damn shoes last year? Uh, so that was the big story is what shoes was Lonzo right. wearing because you – know, Like I had a, like journalistic integrity conflicts going on. I was calling like all my reporter friends like, how do I handle this? Like, <laughs> what, do I ask this question? Am, is that, am I going to hurt my credibility? But I had to ask the damn questions about the shoes. So last year was big. But and the fact that they the went thing. all the way to the championship game it's, it's too, also, and played. But it's, you, know, you guys are kind of attributing something to the ball effect and yeah i'm sure there was some of it but a lot of it is also just the lakers weren't good when the lakers are they're like what the knicks are right now right Mm -hmm. when you're not good so you know in regular nba land right when the lakers are strong the league is strong right same thing when the knicks are strong the league is strong in summer league it's the opposite when the lakers are terrible the summer league is strong right right? when the lakers have high lotto yeah right Uh because they did this for julius randall and they did this for brandon ingram remember ingram versus uh who went number one that year Simmons, that game. Simmons played like two games. But it doesn't matter. That first, that, yeah, that, that Sixers, well, Sixers, Lakers yes, that was game, the one of the first. it was packed. Yeah. It was. The thing was, Simmons thought if he played too many Summer League games, he wasn't going to be able to be a rookie the next year. So they shut nah. <laughs> And that game, they didn't realize to put the Lakers in the big arena. They put him in Cox. So like people were lined oh, up against man. the wall all the way in the back. Which game? The Ingram Simmons one. They put that no, in no, that was in, no, that, that was in Thomas Cox. and Mack. That was in Thomas and Mack. Lonzo was the year that they realized that Lakers always have no, but no, but, six, ben, but Ben and Ingram were in Thomas and Matt. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, but there, still, you, that year there was excitement. To your point, right? And so, I mean, it's you know, it's the Lakers, right? It's we're in Vegas, so most of these people are Laker fans, right? Most of the locals, and so you know, you're gonna get a very pro Laker crowd. Um, but obviously, if they're bad in real life, which means they have really high lotto picks, mm-hmm. then there's an added level of excitement. And this year, you know. It's, 
look, they signed LeBron. Like it, none of this stuff right. matters. Like people would have if they hadn't signed. If they there had, are rumors floating around that but, LeBron may be coming. But if they swung and missed, if they you no, know, he's not. Right, he's not making any public appearances until he gets. Yeah, that's what they say. Okay, all right. look, I think it's just people like Sauce. saying, right. "Hey, <laughs> he's going to be here Friday and Saturday, so we can extend this thing." Is there a Blaze Pizza out here that he's going to show up for? Is <laughs> that what it is? People, people were upset about. Have that. Have you had Blaze Pizza? Is it no, good? No, it's 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 like. <laughs> Hold on! Don't screw up any endorsement opportunities. Well, I mean, like, look, if you want to pay me Blaze Pizza, I will sing your praises. But you know, <laughs> otherwise, I've got a duty to to uphold of telling the truth to the people. But no, that would be a first. People were upset about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that look, I always tell the truth. That's what gets me in trouble. Well, that's that's what point. gets me Fair. in trouble. I think also that uh, people coming. To like big stars. I mean, Chris Paul's been here every day. No, but that's summer league. Right? I know, but I think that I think Damian because of the attention, that's another yeah. part of the change. People are seeing that. Oh my gosh, I can sit next to you know Lonzo Ball or well, here, here's John Wall or Demarcus Cousins. If I'm if I live in Los Angeles, for instance, right, and I'm a big NBA fan, not necessarily Laker or Clipper fan, but he's a big NBA yeah. fan. I want to take my family of four to a game. We're gonna sit upstairs. We're going to spend a lot of money on parking, on popcorn and peanuts and whatever, and the actual tickets. And by the way, oh, there's Luke Walton over there, that, that speck over there wearing a suit. Oh, oh, look all the way over there. If you squint, you can see. You know, regular season. Yeah. Regular season, right? That's what happens regular season. Now, again, I live in L.A., and I pack the kids in the car, and we drive four hours out here, and $25 tickets. We get to see all the games for the day. And not only that, when we're walking to go get concessions, Luke Walton's right there, mm-hmm. right? You know, uh, Josh, uh, Josh Hart's right there, right? Like, uh, these people are all around and easily accessible and friendly and they'll take pictures and they'll talk to you. Yeah, and, people are so and it's not just coaches well, they'll or talk players, to you for the first couple of days and then they're done talking. Well, you know. <laughs> they're like, I've done 15 interviews. No, well, I'm not talking about, I know. You know I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm in my feelings over here because I have to be here till Sunday. You know? <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) (laughs) So you know, summer. No, no, it really. I mean, it's it's the best event for fans. If you're a fan of basketball, like you said, Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, uh, all over there signing autographs on the side. Yeah, they're 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 here. So yeah, well, not just at Thomas and Mac too. Like they're all around the strip. They're all over Vegas. So like people bump into them everywhere they go. Walk into the restaurants, going through casinos, like they're just everywhere. Yeah, you can play craps with a uh, Carl Anthony Towns. We walked past the blackjack table tonight. There's Dominique Wilkins. Okay, don't, don't, put, don't put pe- don't put people's business out there. Everybody playing craps isn't a crime. Yeah, My I mean he's, he's he's having a good time talking to fans, say, smoking a cigar. Everything he, he, he didn't good. say was at six a.m. or anything. <laughs> the weirdest part to me, though, truly, is as we go through like. The the ecosystem of what Vegas has become with Summer League, you go into some of these hotels, and most of these places, if guys are walking down the street, oh my god, there's this guy, and this guy, and this guy. I was in the Cosmo the other night, and half the Bulls roster walked by. Nobody batted one eye. Right. Uh, hold on. I know what's going on. Hold on. Yeah, half the Bulls roster could walk down to Chicago right now. <laughs> down Michigan Ave right now, and nobody knows who they are. Need that dramatic pause before that joke. We all knew that joke yeah, was coming. Yeah, yeah. No, but no, but I get what you're saying because, like, I, I've seen Ty Lu eight billion times. You know, because I think we're staying in, either in the same hotel or really close. 
and no one ever – he doesn't have a crowd of people around him. And, and Tyler's a pretty recognizable-looking dude. So you know, that's that's the beauty of, of Vegas. And look, look, Vegas, like, really wasn't that hot of a city. Well, it's definitely hot mm-hmm. in the summertime because why would you want to come out here at 115 yeah. degrees? But even if you see, <laughs> you see it, I know it's not just because of NBA Summer League, but you see, like, it is really changed. It is crowded. It is packed. There are constantly things going on. There was a – like, last weekend, there was a fight. There was a World Series of Poker and Summer League. So it was – Yeah. The city was – Well, they, I know they, they're very happy about – the NBA's presence here and how it's grown and all. But let's talk about Wendell Carter, man. Hey, you know, you know what I hate? What do you hate? I hate cooking. I'm not great at cooking. It's hard, man. It is difficult. Trying to figure out what to eat. Ain't nobody got time for that. No, I'm in the supermarket. I'm com- confused. Yes. What ingredients do I need? What am I trying to make? I don't commercial. know. I confused. have no clue. You know what helps? Tell me. Sun basket. Oh. oh, man. They make it so easy. You know, I play for the Connecticut Sun. I love food, so this is a match made in heaven. You make baskets, yeah, too. Yeah, I make baskets, See, too. It's just a marriage. See, there you go. <laughs> it makes it easy to stick to your healthy habits and cook delicious meals at home. I read that off the sheet. You know what? I heard that you can even pick from 12 weekly recipes, and they deliver organic and clean. That's a mic drop right there. Right to your dough. What more do you need? 12 weekly ones. There's only seven days in a week. There's only seven days in one week. Right? And you can, you can figure it out, but right? I'm a big girl, so I need a couple extra recipes. No. Everything is pre-measured and, re- <laughs> and easy to prep. You can get a healthy, delicious meal on the table in about 30 minutes. You that's know, that's some serious time. I'm a busy guy. No. I don't have time to be we ain't got sitting time here, <laughs> put it, saute it, marinate it for four hours. I can't do all you that know, work. I, I, it's too much. Beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, ham, <laughs> all of that. Like I just need someone to help me out. Well, it's funny because with the Sun Basket app, picking from a delicious menu full of choices, like gluten-free, lean and clean, paleo, or vegetarian. You know, it even gets better. See, Sun Basket works with the best organic farms and suppliers to bring you the fresh seasonal produce that you need that is also not only, you know, lean and clean, but it's organic and non-GMO. Those scary words, or, or should I say letters? GMO, non. It's a, it's, yeah, it's a scary word, right? It is a scary word. GMO has become a word. I don't care what you Ma. say. But, you know, all I know is I don't have to go to the grocery store anymore. Nope. I don't have to be confused walking up the aisles. Not today. Trying to figure out where can I find this one Save ingredient. It all comes real nice, real easy from Sunbasket. It's a good look. Yeah, so go to sunbasket.com slash hoop. Hoop. Just one hoop. Today to learn more and get $35 off your first order. That's, that's major. A, that's a sunbasket.com slash hoop for $35 off sunbasket.com slash hoop, baby. Actually, just hoop. No, minus, yeah. minus the baby. I like how it means that he gets confused at supermarkets. What's who gets confused at supermarkets? Everyone does. You come in and you're like, I'm hungry. Overwhelmed. You have too no, much. Too you much have no direction. Do I want the, this Stop it. You, you know Stop how many it. times I go to a supermarket and I get on the phone with my mom. I'm like, Mom, I don't know what I need to eat. What should I get? What Even ingredients worse. do I need? Even worse. Get on the phone with my mom and say, go get this. And I'm like, what aisle does that even exist That's in? That's why you got to ask the person that works yeah, there. But then they they should like, help oh. you with that. And first of all, they, they're, they're like, like 13. No. It's and not they, on 13. It's on 11. They don't, and they don't know. <laughs> they don't know. And, and they always like scratch and like look. And then you're always like, does this and person then, actually work here or not? And then when you finally get there, there's like 15 options. So you're going through, should I get the cheap one or should I get the expensive one? Will it matter?
it's okay. Standouts: Kevin Knox, Wendell yes. Carter, um, um, like, Harry Giles. I liked yeah. what Bomba did. Yeah, I thought Bomba had a, a a good summer league. Bomba and Isaac together as a native Orlandoan that has watched some horrific Magic basketball the last few years. Those two guys, if they stay healthy, oh my God, they cover. It's like it's like two cornerbacks in the NFL that mm-hmm. cover so much space uh, defensively. I, I That's like where these the Jays setup. are hurting me. Is interviewing guys like Mo Bamba. Uh, <laughs> they can't fit me in the. They can't fit me in the picture. You gotta get some Puma heels. Or, or you gotta do the interview doing a handstand or something like tape the tape the mic to your sneaker and just like that's how you should go out on the last day. Yeah. Uh, do you guys subscribe to this theory that summer league is more boring this year because it's a bunch of big guys and they're just not as interesting to watch? No, you know what? Sec- it's not as sexy. Well, also like Doncic didn't play. That would have been the big. Yeah, he, he's, he played like nine thousand games. Right. Like the Mavs made the right decision. The guy's been playing since EuroBasket in September with Slovenia all the way through right, you know, the week of the draft. But like he's probably the rookie that has the most sizzle. You know, it's kind of like this. Okay, people know. Oh, there's this nineteen year old who's a Euroleague MVP, but nobody's like, you know, well, they've seen YouTube highlights. But it's not like anybody's really seen him. And so I think him not playing took a lot of sizzle out. Um, and yeah, particularly like, because of his style of play, he's a flashy passer. Mm-hmm. So that's one of those, you know, it's a very ooh and ah crowd out here. So. I mean, and Aiton has been solid. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'll tell you this all of us are better at feeding the post than anybody that the Suns had out here. So it was like, honestly, it was hard to judge because it's like, good lord, this is the worst passing, even summer league team that I've ever seen. And by the way, I don't know who the hell's playing point guard in Phoenix this year. So. That's, uh, I don't think they know either. Yeah, and, and you guys were. What do you guys think of that Devin Booker contract? You know, I felt like it. It's something that they had to do. You know, I mean, that's their franchise player. Um, you, you can you can make arguments. I don't think any Suns beat writers question how much his value was before uh, before the contract was signed. They, there was no laughing emojis exchanged on Twitter, <laughs> but. Hmm. <laughs> But you know, it's uh, it's certainly a, a risk, kind of like what the uh, T Wolves did with Wiggins. It's a risk to pay a guy who, to this point, has been a very one-dimensional score and not do much else player for a losing team. But I'd have given, I would have done the same. I'd have given him the contract. It's well, the I mean, we were talking about the next Kobe Shaq, right? Oh, <laughs> it's the type of contract a face gets face of the franchise but in this case he's been the face of a terrible terrible team yeah i'll say this about him and the little bit i've been around him i do think like he understands what being the face of a franchise is about you know and it sounds a little silly but like he has kind of the, the charisma you know and all and all that to to go that you need to be that face he has i i think the kid's got cojones oh yeah you know i've seen like what a name i, I remember uh when Russ was was trying to break the uh, the triple double record, I was I was actually covering that game. And it was in Phoenix, and look, it was at that game. And, and Booker was like, "Uh, uh-uh, ain't happening." You know, the whole Suns team. But then Booker absolutely lit it up, and you know, the kids got 
some he's got some fire to him. He's, like, he's the new babyface assassin because he really, I mean, yeah, oh, he's, he, he, he definitely is getting carded here. He's uh, well, no, he's not. <laughs> when you get one of them contracts, you don't get carded anywhere anymore. Yeah, you bring you bring in a bag of cash. They ain't yeah. asking for no ID. Uh, he, you know what he reminds me of? Not as a player, but just in what you just described. It's like Damian Lillard. Yeah. Damian Lillard, when he came out of college, no one expected him to be the face of a franchise, but he knew, kind of, he just had the, I don't want to call it maturity or just the understanding. Yeah, the, the, the presence, the persona. The, yes, yeah. persona, presence, charisma, and also like the common sense to know yeah. this is how you have to carry yourself on. He and, made some headlines, uh, while here. Well, his comments. Yeah, his WNBA, uh, equal pay comments. Oh, oh, you're talking about the, the other stuff. Huh? <laughs> No, but, uh, but you know, it's, and you know, when we can get into that in a second, cause it's, it, that's interesting. That's the other side of being the face, right? You get to influence what happens. And, mm-hmm. and so on, in Booker's case, you know, we had a little bit of that, that happened earlier this summer. They cut Tyler Eulis, uh, who's one of his best buddies mm-hmm. on the team. Um, and people were saying, well, do you have to check in with him on everything? I said, no, it's, it's, first of all, it's not about checking in on him. It's just, making him feel like he's involved because if he's the face of your franchise if this is the lone bright spot that you have then you owe an obligation to keep him apprised of what you're doing but then the other thing was it wasn't that Tyler Ulysses is his best friend so Tyler Ulysses is the point guard and they have no point guard well, and right and now Booker's like so am I playing point, point guard? And like, what's going on that's something on here? he doesn't necessarily like you know so so it's one of those things where um and that, and we can transition to Damian Lillard here. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. when you're the face, it's not just like you get billboards and all that, but it's also, hey guys, what are we doing? Right? Yeah. Because that's ultimately what being a franchise player is about, is about holding your front office and your, your ownership accountable when they're doing things that don't make a whole lot of sense. And which certainly Damian Lillard felt like letting Ed Davis go for 4.4 million right. did not make a whole lot of sense. Now he's not paying the luxury tax bill, but he also isn't feeling bad for his multi-billionaire owner. Right. I mean, I mean and and there's some frustration because you know they have this great regular season and fizzle out in the playoffs and you know I, I get I get the sense that Lillard maybe is coming to the realization of okay, have we kind of hit our ceiling in Portland and do I want to be the face here for the rest of my career? Or is not there? Reckless, but that's what I read into those comments. Well, see, yeah. well, well, here's the thing. A couple of things. First of all, it's not just hey, we let Ed Davis walk for four million dollars. It's the idea that if I'm, you know, Damian Lillard, I look up and down the Western Conference, and with the exception of probably Houston, everybody got better. Everybody got better. Memphis is going to get better yeah. just because Sa- they're San healthy. Antonio will take a step back once Kawhi's moved. But, but yeah. Kawhi didn't play but, last year, but, so yeah. But there's there's. 10, 11 playoff caliber teams in the West, there, and, and then the bad teams got better. Bad teams got better. So, so, you know. Well, you could argue that Houston technically didn't get better yeah, by losing a That's Ariza, what I said. Still. Other than Houston. And Mbamute. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, you know, other, but, you know, before July 1, if you were Dallas, or, or July 1, you know, after, you know, the first couple hours, if you're Dallas, or Denver, or Memphis, you're saying, or the Clippers, you're saying, you know what, guys, we missed the playoffs last year, but, think we can get this i think you know if we stay healthy we can definitely get this and then lebron james comes and it's just like jesus christ man like mm. well and then then that's well that one well yeah those teams aren't worried about the wars that was a huge lebron lebron is a dynamic changer because 
it guarantees there's going to be a, a hell of a good team that's not going to make the playoffs. Right. There, there, that, the Lakers clinched their playoff berth when, when LeBron uh, committed. Yeah. Moving along. Moving along. Um, do we, you definitely think that the Lakers make the playoffs? Moving along. Moving along. <laughs> oh, okay. Along. You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to touch that? Okay, great. They're going to the playoffs. Lastly, as we hit on just news that's been surrounding the week, what do we think of the chances of Melo being a, a rocket? And it's headed that way. It sounds like that will happen. And, you know, Daryl Morey is a much, much smarter man than I am. Chris Paul knows a hell of a lot more about basketball than, than I do. It's not saying much. I mean, Amin, Amin El Hassan doesn't, but. I mean, that's not a compliment to Chris Paul. <laughs> but my point is this. I don't see how Carmelo Anthony makes the Rockets better. I'll be honest. I think Luke and Bob Mute would be, would help the Rockets more next season than Carmelo. The Rockets don't need more offense. They're, obviously they're a historically elite offensive team. The reason they were legit contenders last year was the drastic defensive improvements they made. Losing a reason in Bob Mute and having Melo come in and, and get, you know, the lion's share of those minutes, all that defensive improvements out the window. I guess the one question I would ask is, before last season started, did we expect Houston to be that good defensively? Because if we didn't, then maybe Morey's got something else. He's gonna. They're not trying to do what they did last year. They're trying to do the next thing. And that's not what we're giving not them credit for. Not miss 27 threes? Well, what they did last year wasn't bad. 65 wins, and if, if CP3 doesn't, you know... Doesn't have his hammy go on him. They probably are in the finals. So I would have tried to do what they did last year again. I agree. I agree completely with what you said, Tim. And I think people fall in love with what Carmelo used to be mm-hmm. and what Carmelo Himself included. Yeah, absolutely. And what what he is now is just not a guy who's going to have that dramatic of an impact on a nightly basis. And what Houston needs is. Are, are those tough guys they just lost who can play defense they can hit from the outside and you know what you're getting every yeah. night and i think that's and they the biggest problem everything whereas Mello, all the when he's time on the floor he's the one like their teams are trying to make him switch right. he's the he's the bullseye right he's the guy his instagram flex the last couple of years though by the way Excellent at it. He's, he's still elite there. Excellent at it. Excellent at it. I mean, like, you say even he doesn't know. Maybe he does know. And he's just like, he's, and? He doesn't know. You, 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 like, oh, did you, did don't you, hate the player, hate the game. Did, did you see him when he was sitting on the bench in the fourth quarter of those playoff games? He, he you know, he, he's, he's – and look, it's hard. When you've been a star your whole career, I mean – going to Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's hard to – and these guys are, have massive egos. Right. He still has well, as they should. Ego. Yeah. yeah. The NBA are they're superstars. They're not they're full fledged celebrities on like you know Every the NFL may be the soccer's king of the sports. Thing. Yeah, soccer's the only other Our friend Mike Wilbon made this point a couple weeks ago and it was I thought it was very good. He said that the <laughs> What? No Wilbon no, shade no, on this no, 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 on no. this podcast. I kid. I kid. Our we'll friend, go to blows. So, so when 
when he was going through the NBA and, and the, the growth of the game, he said the NFL is still king within America, but the NFL has no global stars, even Tom Brady, mm-hmm. uh, because the NBA has reached everywhere now. And the only sport that can compare as we watch the World Cup unfold uh, around us the last month is soccer. And yeah, that's I had it. like five people come up to me who said they flew in from the Philippines to come to Summer League. Wow. To come to Summer League. And in China, look, like when Tencent broadcasts those games, there's like 15, 17 million people in China watching those games. I mean, then there's a reason everybody who has a huge shoe contract does a tour in China. China China Clay. Tracy McGrady still goes to China like three times a year or whatever. Yeah, like Tracy hasn't played in Tracy. Tom Marber has a statue. Museum. A museum? <laughs> a play based on his life? A movie adaptation of the play? I mean... It, Granted, that wasn't because of his NBA career, but still. No, it was because... Well, no, yes, it is. It's because yeah, his fair. NBA career is what got him to China, right. and then him buying into China is what made him right. a Chinese superstar, Touché. right? But, um, you know, it, it's... Going back to Carmelo, the problem with the Rockets, I agree with you, Tim... They were better off having those guys. I mean, what made them special was you had Tuck, you had uh, Trevor, and you had uh, Luke. Mm-hmm. And all three of those dudes could defend, defend multiple positions, were tough sons of <laughs> and they all could hit a three, right? And so now you've lost. And they, and they knew their role. Oh, and, you got and two star playmakers, mm-hmm. you know, Capella as the vertical spacer, rim runner, you know, rim protector. And then you had a bunch of role players who fit perfectly right. into specific defined roles Mello is not a guy who has proven that he can fit in as a role player but here's the problem now those guys are gone right you kind of how you need Mello because you need a three who else is going right. to play the three for right. them it's, it's so, gone but I guess that's the that's going to be the question was this your plan all along I I, I see I don't think so I, I, and Fertitta did not like my line of question but I think a big part of the plan was let's limit the pain of the luxury tax and Ariza at 15 mil, I get. In Bob Mute at four and change, I was like, I don't know if I get the Ariza thing. I just feel well, like Ariza was such a huge 15 mil. You got to let him walk yeah, for 15, 15 mil. mil, and then you start multiplying that, whether you know, by 375. Yeah, I mean, like, so you know, do you want to pay whatever it would be 60 million dollars for? Tra- I can understand that for a guy that yeah. we've established that there are two other guys on the roster who kind of do the same thing, right? At the time, okay. right. at the time. So, but when they lost him, I was like, okay. Yeah. Got to keep him by moving. Of course, down. yeah. No, and I, I didn't even think it was a, a and, question. And, and then when he leaves for less than full mid level, for half of it. Well, yeah, I'm talking. The oh, oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. Still, yeah. you know, less than that. Like he didn't leave because somebody gave him an offer. Fifteen million, right? Yeah. You know, he he left because the Rockets were like, uh, we don't want to get into our mid level. We just want to do. You know, we got our max players. We're trying to lowball Capella. What know. are they doing with Capella? Uh, I mean, what, what's the, there's, there's no there's no mark there because nobody has money, and there it's a game of Kings chicken. Kings have money. Well, yeah, it's a game, and they've got like oh. eight centers. Kings going off after Marcus Smart too. If I'm the Kings, I just mess with everybody. <laughs> hey, I'll go to dinner with Capella. Like take mad Instagram pictures. I feel like there was like a report that like Marcus Marcus Smart, Smart yeah. and his agent were meeting with the yeah. Kings in the Cox Arena up in the stands. Oh, that That's another nice. thing. Oh, that was the Nets. Yeah. Um, See, that, I'm not a good reporter here. Uh, <laughs> guy, Mike Scott, but, took a picture of it. Yeah. They were up in the yeah near the rafters, and 
Scotto took a picture of it and tweeted it. So there, yeah, winner report. That's another thing that happens at summer league. So come on down. Yeah, like clandestine meetings, free agent meetings unfolding before our very eyes. But no, the the Rockets are they're basically signing guys to to minimum deals around two max players, and then they're trying to get Capella at significantly less than market value based on you know I mean look Stephen Adams Rudy Gobert are four years right in that hundred million range mm-hmm. that's where Capella thinks he ought to be rightfully so and they're not See, sniffing that I, the climate too of of this free agency period I don't, with uh, next year's looming oof. all of these one year deals you can't, that, I don't yeah. think you can mess around with this one no because like, if he if if for whatever You're reason Clint. Yeah, you yeah. can't mess around. He he has to. He's the most irreplaceable player. Not the best player. Not the most important player. But irreplaceable. There's nobody on their roster. And compliments their superstars perfectly. Perfect. And going back to what you said about Ariza and Bamute, yes. buys into that role. Yes. The, I don't want like think about what he's he does. Anti Dwight. Exactly. Yes. So that's what I was about to say. It's like he was Dwight's backup, and they realized they were much better when he played uh, rather than Dwight. Not because he's a better player than Dwight, but because well, he is now. He is not, but at the time, it was because he just buys because in. he's willing to set a screen and roll, roll hard, hard to the rim and not by not getting post touches. Side yeah. note: John Wall and uh, Dwight Howard's going to be a fun, um, fun uh, locker hold room on. to watch. John Wall, John Wall, Bradley Beal, who also is he got his tendencies or whatever. Dwight Howard and lest we forget, Austin Rivers. Oh yeah, oh, yes. That yes, yes, yes. That yes. yeah. They're not that there's drama in the Wizards locker room will be anything. No, Scott Brooks is going to have his hands full. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I think that's that's a wrap on because y'all are you guys going to the arena today? I, I got to go to the jump taping right now or oh, live gosh, or whatever. Kind of big deal. Bye. Hashtag bye. bye. See you later, guys. Thanks. <laughs>